Uh, I heard there's a football game. There's supposedly a football game on Saturday. What? Yeah, there's a big football game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So is this? Uh, who is this? <laughs> who uh, is it, Ben? Yeah, well, no, it's the Seahawks, <laughs> and they're in the playoffs playing against. Uh-huh. Oh man, hold on! This is bonus points. They're playing yeah, yeah. against um, Oakland. Uh, no. no, I have no idea. <laughs> they're playing against the 49ers. There is an Oakland team, isn't there? Is there not? Well, oh. that's complicated, right? That it is. That's no. They're no longer. Are they? Is that the team that moved to Vegas? They moved to Vegas, right? Yes, Raiders yeah. went to Vegas. Yeah. Oh, boy. oh boy. Yeah. Okay, 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. We're gonna win. We're gonna lose. I'm. We want to win. Well, with, with, with with that positivity, how could we lose, man? <laughs> number one fan. Uh, would you, you know, say that the markets are betting in our favor? I, I like wouldn't no. say that, but you know what? The team looks better this week. We got some hmm. players off the injured list, so okay, anything can happen. Yeah, you'd all you'd always want to be the underdog in these things because you'd rather Ooh. upset. You always want to be everyone's rooting for the upset. So that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, is this like so. if we won, would it be like, like is that if we won and then whatever the next game is, we immediately like got completely destroyed? Is that still like a win? Win in our books? It's like, oh man, you made it. You, you kind of you got into the playoffs. You won a game. Like oh, it was a great year. Or the fact know. that we got to the playoffs is a is a good Ooh. year. Okay. All right. I think for us, especially we have a young team and yeah. uh, Geno Smith, it's really good for him. A lot of people didn't think he was going to do this well. Mm. So. This is great. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Uh, yeah. This is, a good, this is a good refresher. Thank you. I needed a, <laughs> uh, hey, you know, if you're going to be in public, you need to know some of this stuff. So thank you. It's good. Now you're equipped for the weekend. Now I'm equipped. Yeah. For, I mean, I'm mostly, I think I'm just hanging out with Mike. So he's used to this. <laughs> <laughs> new yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) no sam We've lost a Sam and we've gained a Mike. Uh, and at least part of that is because today we, I think, are going to be talking about, um, uh, I'll say technology trends, but I don't mean that as uh, us talking about the trends themselves or kind of getting into necessarily just what we see happening as much as I'd say what it means for a company like ours. And I would say... Uh, the three of us have worked together and kind of seen uh, different trends pop up and sort of experience the impact to what that means to decision making, to just day-to-day operations, to kind of business strategy and that sort of thing. Mike, you and I have like lived in that world for over a decade, um, just kind of getting to work in whether it's product or services, what tends to be kind of leading edge technology spaces and, and same thing, kind of different different technologies coming and going. I think maybe to start, there's a unique thing for a company like ours, which is, I would say, as sort of big technology trends emerge, 
and interest and opportunity and uh, uh, kind of spaces for both innovation for new products as well as just um, kind of places for existing products to expand into. As these things pop up, I, on one hand, it's an opportunity, of course. On one hand, we've seen it kind of, it can also very much just be a distraction. For a company like ours, it, there's a dimension to it that's also just about like straight up business strategy. And I think part of that comes down to what these types of trends mean for, uh, frankly, investment and deal flow. And so that I think is a little bit unique when you're a company that's as new and as small as us. And so if can, can I start there by saying, uh, can you maybe just unpack kind of what technology trends mean to that whole world of sort of startup investment and, and sort of what that looks like? Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's obviously a very um, kind of timely topic. Just there's been a lot of activity on the investor front for us um, in the last several weeks, for sure. Um, I think maybe I'll approach it just from almost like backing into it because it's interesting when you think about what is it that, <clears throat> for example, VCs are thinking about when companies like us come through the door, right? I mean, they're, you, you always got to understand kind of fun thesis and every VC is going to have, you know, some thesis that they go to market with um, that they're telling their limited partners and their LPs, this is how we're going to deploy your capital. Um, and it's anchored around, you know, these one, two or three themes. And these are what we think are going to drive outsized returns over the next 10 years, right? I mean, these funds all have a typical lifespan. Um, you know, they all are in the business of capital allocation into, um, you know, a portfolio of startups like us. And at the end of the day, they're trying to go tell a story back to their investors, um, their LPs that, you know, they've invested in X company for this reason. And it's because it solves this problem, this pain point that maps to our thesis and that's it. I mean, basically, um, you know, that's that's almost like the the simplest version of um, probably how a VC is evaluating um, companies like us. Now, there's more nuances for sure, and there's questions on like where are they in their fund deployments, and um, you know, what other competitors do do they have, um, or what other people in their portfolio might be competitive with with what we're doing. And so there's all these dynamics of kind of how they build the right, I'd say, portfolio mix um, that is the best way for them to allocate their capital. Now the you know from a trend standpoint just can to your question that drives a ton of that thesis right so this is um if, if you think about again the game there they are trying on the vc side you're trying to basically cater to um again trends in the sense that you are trying to be most attractive to get other funds for your next round um so if you're trying to raise call it 100 million dollars for a fund you've got to make sure that your um, LPs that you're effectively selling to um, believe what you're pitching them. And right now, all of the hype is, you know, in the last several weeks, it's like the whole world is flipped and now everything's chat GPT. Um, and like, that's like a subset of a larger AI trend happening. And that's been playing out for a while. Um, but it's just, uh, it for sure drives the ways that we get evaluated as a company, um, basically through what lens, right? I mean, um, the thing that I think has been most, maybe just challenging or frustrating or, you know, however we want to categorize it is, you know, what we're doing at the end of the day could be categorized in a bunch of different trends, right? I mean, a, a trend around, um, you know, whether it's 
future of work as a as like a broader trend or category is, is a thing but that's a kind of means everything and nothing depending on who you talk to um like are we going to be working in the future yes future of work great <laughs> so that's like the broadest <laughs> perfect uh, the, the broadest sense of it right um inside differently nobody would go the opposite way like there is no work in the future yes. I mean, that's like we're done with it like the pure um skynet version or something right but that's like sure uh, a, a different trend uh, <laughs> but um i think the it, it's just been interesting because on one hand you know we wake up every single day and we are trying to go do what we know how to do best we are building products we are solving a market need that we have heard from people in interviews and day-to-day -day yep. and our early users and we have super high confidence that what we're building is a great product we have a great team we have a great product we're mm -hmm. in a great space we have all these things that are super hard to do in and of themselves the flip side is <laughs> that uh that's different like that market demand effectively yep. what we see is different than again that trend that a vc is playing to and so that it's not a um i guess I guess I would just say it's like, on one hand, you'd say it's not an efficient market, and there's a whole other probably sure. track on that um, sure. for for other reasons. But I mean, that that's probably more true than we we probably think, right? I mean, yep, capital is not being, I'd say, equally distributed to the teams and the companies and the products that are the best equipped for it, right? Like th that doesn't exist, right? I mean, it's basically um, why the why the kind of the path is you know, riddled with all kinds of great products that never made it. Um, doesn't mean they weren't great products, but it means that any number of the other 15 things you have to go nail uh, didn't get done. And so sure. that's kind of the, you know, the maybe scattered uh, uh, no, like a bunch of startups that are in that space, right? Mm -hmm. So the trends matter because the trends are what basically get coverage for the VCs to be able to make an investment in somebody to tell their LPs who are their customers um, that this is why we invested. Now on our side, you got to figure out what do you give and take on um, based on who you're talking to an investor side, because again, the same market inefficiency plays out the other way. I and, and our team, we, we do not have unlimited cycles to talk to 500 VCs. <laughs> I, sure. I can't, I can't do that. Um, uh, we talk to a lot, um, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta, we've every, every hour we spend talking to an investor is an hour that we're not building products. And right now building product is super valuable, important, and you're always trade up, you know, trade offs every single day for us. So um, Nor do we have time to like spiral into what can ChatGPT do for us right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean that, that's spot on. I mean that's like the, I mean that that question hasn't come up yet for me. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> it's, I, it's like in there's subjects. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Be. yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the, the the thing, right? It's like Ben, when you and I talk about it, it's like, well, is there AI in the future for what we're building in Trellis work? Well. For sure. I mean, if there's a way for us to use technology to help keep driving productivity and improvements for how teams operate and, and get work done, like, of course, like I, but I would never say that we are an AI company. I would say that that's a tool that we would use at some point um, when it makes sense. And does that mean a, you know, an AI assistant in the pocket of every manager? Good, for sure. Um, sure. We need data for that. Um, mm -hmm. and we're going to have really good data for that at scale. Um, but it doesn't defeat the purpose of like, you still have to build a good product that solves a problem today. Um, now there's a whole other category of like, well, yeah, but you don't with the right investment thesis and the right horizon. I mean, fine, maybe you don't need a product for five years, but that's not the environment we're in sure. right now. And there's a lot that's different about, you know, investing today versus four years ago. Um, and so, I mean, we are going to keep doing what we know best and, uh, find the right investors that understand that and value it. And, um, but yeah, it's not efficient yeah. <laughs> at all.
Well, uh, I, on on that note, we've we've kind of uh, motioned towards this before in this podcast, but I think uh, I think a fantastic thing to kind of baseline on is that um, to some extent, and I mean it's not it's not apples to apples, but we're our company's uh, still just under a year old, and this is not the first time that we have. Uh, had to spend a lot of time, which is all kind of rightfully so had to spend a lot of time thinking about this major thing that's happening in the world that we are sort of as individuals and as a team, frankly, fairly well versed in and, you know, on in, in all kinds of ways you could imagine qualified to to approach these types of questions and problems. Um, it's out there. It's going to influence what we can do. It's going to influence investment. Um, and so what do we really think about this? Because as you said, sort of as a company, we have a core thesis, we have a core kind of mission and vision that we're trying to tackle here. We've talked about it a ton on this podcast. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that technology trends and advancements are so easy for kind of anybody in the world to grab their arm, put their, put their arms around and say, it's a very sort of scoped quantifiable thing to say, Oh, this wasn't here yesterday and now it's here. And, uh, I kind of go crazy thinking about all of the different things that maybe this could could map to. But what, I guess what I mean specifically though is, so this company was born in, in uh, early 2022 and without kind of giving the full sort of history and detail here, um, all three of us, well, our whole team actually um, uh, had previously done real work um, uh, at a, a fa fairly big and I'd say bleeding edge scale <laughs> around um, effectively kind of a whole world of um, blockchain technology and and self-sovereign identity and kind of what that means um, for real users for a product. Um, we'd worked in that space for a while. We'd, we'd, we'd kind of worked on products in that space. Um, and so when we sat down to kind of in the earliest of early days of Trellis work, um, I mean, Mike, we had any number of conversations <laughs> around like, uh, you know, what, what now is very much kind of Web3, right? So how how applicable is this to we, we, uh, this is us a year ago how applicable is this to what we're doing how real is this to what we're doing how much is this going to influence kind of deal flow and uh just the ability for this to be a viable company you know one year three years five years from now um and we spent i mean among other things uh there were probably two or three months where that was a reoccurring conversation we've kind of talked about it before on this podcast which is i think in 2020 hindsight, we're very happy with sort of, I think the rigor of our decision-making <laughs> around that. Um, and, and obviously kind of where we've ended up on the market as a whole, but I don't know that uh, might kind of, uh, how do you, how do you look back at that kind of experience and that decision-making? And I think specifically that aspect of trails work, because like I said, in the earliest of days, um, uh, th that, that whole space, which was very much still a kind of ascendant technology I don't even want to say trend because it's been around that kind of underlying tech had been there for a while. And there's a lot of plumbing still being built out, but like frankly kind of mania around all of the different things that you could do with that tech. That was very much a thing. And we were well suited to attack those problems. Um, you want to talk a little bit about our decision-making at that point, because I look back at that sort of fondly and, and kind of it's entertainingly. <laughs> yeah. My, I'll maybe go back to one of the earliest conversations that I had jumping into trellis work with uh, an investor. And it was one of the more prominent VCs in the Seattle market. And it was back in, would have been March, I wanna say. Um, and so we've, you know, very early in figuring out, you know, just what is the larger push gonna be for Trellis work, but, you know, already had a pretty good thesis at that point around what problem we wanna go solve. 
and I'll never forget this because the, the feedback I got in the original pitch was um, just kind of like throwing the ideas around. I, you know, it's probably like the five slide deck of like, you know, problem space and um, how we're going to go tackle it um, in earliest trellis work. And the feedback that I got was um, basically this, this mismatch of kind of understanding on the side of the investor, which was, but I, I don't totally understand your, your personal story and your team story of what you have done is so incredible in the fact that there are no adults in the room doing anything around Web3 and blockchain at scale right now. You guys have built production blockchain enterprise applications in healthcare, deployed them to market, and that's none of that is in your where you're trying to go. Um, mm. and, and you guys were, you know, Forbes Global 50 blockchain uh, company list in 2021. So like these are like the oh, yeah. things that get yeah. investors excited of you have the credentials, you have the history, you have the story. And kind of back to my last comment, that is an easy story to pitch to their investors that are giving them money. Hey, we back this team because look at them, Forbes Global 50 list. Of like it basically you whether there's anything real there or not, or whether or not that's going to go actually be successful, yeah. the story there is compelling. And the thing that I, I would say, you know, Ben, you and I probably wrestle with more than anybody is like, we know that space so well. And at the time a year ago, and it's more true now than ever, I mean, you have to really dig deep to figure out what everyone's been trying to go figure out for a long time in blockchain, which is what's real and what's valuable and what's that going to disrupt and change. And there's been a lot of promise for a long time around that. Um, but you have to wake up every day and like what you do and like, yeah. enjoy it. Right. Mm, and so and true. Do I, I absolutely believe that we could have gotten very early stage capital from the right group of people back eight months ago when we were starting and it would have been to go create a protocol or something in the, in the infrastructure stack for web three. Um, we had every right to go be in that space. I don't know that I would be three months down that road, not, second guessing the, what are we doing? Um, and for sure today, it'd be a very different story given yes. what's happened in the market, right? Um, right. That whole space is basically um, getting a little bit toxic and, and has been for a while. So I guess I just go back to the point of like, it, it's again, this, this it's almost like the game is not, hmm, I don't want to say it's rigged, but the game is basically not set up for like the right allocation of capital to the right, people for the right reasons i kind of want to say i don't sure. know that like yeah as much as just it is what it is like that's the game right and it's like everyone has a different incentive and priority they're going after and again we're we're just um we have our own priorities and you know we're going to go build trails work the way we want to and we're going to find people that you know want to back that and find customers and keep doing that and at some point you will find the right uh, people want to back it but yeah this, don't yeah it's like um well that's that's yeah that's yeah i know Long answer I, meant to be short. <laughs> no, no, no I, I think you're right. I mean, I this is something we've we've talked about a million times. There's, it's. I think when you when you're thinking about, I mean, you mentioned kind of LPs and, and making decisions about where they're putting money and and these VC firms that are sort of need to justify their own decisions and and so on. That there's no space, and and I don't mean this. I'm similar to you. I don't mean this as a criticism as much as like this is sort of makes sense. This is how it works, which is there is no space for that to be a nuanced uh, conversation, right? Like there's just no time for that. So um, rightfully so, it's a bit of a like, all right, uh, you know, there are big, potentially disruptive things 
that are happening in the world. Uh, those things, I think, can take on a lot of different forms. But the idea of like one category of thing being a new technology or, I mean, best case, and this is kind of what we're in right now, a new really compelling demo, right? Like a, a proof of concept for a technology, right? Not a product. Um, and I do not mean that critically, to be clear. Like I, I think if anything, I tend to be more like, um, uh, not sympathetic, that's the wrong word, uh, but more open to uh, kind of these broad conversations about like, yeah, I mean, like Web3, for example, right? Like, you're right, like, for goodness sakes, right now in early 2023, am I just glad that a year ago we <laughs> made the very conscious decision not to be in that space? I am. But with that said, uh, we still know plenty of people in that space and we still go pretty deep on that space. And I think there are some very real, very kind of fundamental things there that uh, are going to play out over, over the next few years. And that goes for a lot of these different technologies. But I guess my kind of where I want to go here is for anybody that is not kind of in the thick of it, uh, it's the like, hey, here's a new Lego block. And here's a kind of shiny... Uh, example of what this Lego block is, that's a really easy thing to get your mind around. And if, you know, one out of 20 Lego blocks don't turn into anything, but one of them is uh, kind of fundamentally disruptive and, and leads to all kinds of great new things, that's awesome. I think the, I mean, this is kind of the magic of a successful product company to some extent, especially one that's going to do something huge, is marrying up some you know, big opportunity, whether it's technical or whatever else, with an actual kind of user-driven problem that needs to get solved. Um, I think maybe what's interesting, and this is somewhat applicable to us, is that those things, I mean, as much as you could say, you know, there's Web3, there's generative AI, there are things happening in the technology space, there are absolutely just, there, there are trends that have nothing to do with technology that are also just as ripe for kind of driving disruption or driving new opportunities, right? And mm -hmm. kind of talk about this endlessly on this, this, this uh, this podcast, but whether it is kind of the fact that we still haven't cracked, um, just making things uh, in a hybrid or virtual environment work for teams and for companies, or setting that aside, just the kind of uh, lack of investment in the fact that managing teams itself is a job that needs tools and skills and structure and focus and so on. Um, those are as much kind of spaces. They're harder. Sorry, those are as much opportunities. They're harder for, you know, someone on the outside to get their arms around because it's not a Lego block. It's a little bit more amorphous. But I think the kind of product opportunity there is just as ripe and just as strong. I know it is actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, this is like the magic of, like I said, being a technology product company this is, is <laughs> connecting these dots. I completely agree. And I think it's really easy for people to, you know, get really excited when we're thinking about, oh, you're a startup and you're making new things. And well, have you heard about this other new thing? It's like, well, yeah, but when you're thinking about our, who our user is, our user is not necessarily like <laughs> chomping at the bit for all of these extra technologies. They just want a better space to be a better manager. And to your point, Ben, it's not, they don't need, they don't necessarily need all this other tech. They just need a product that works really well for them. Yeah. 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 It's, but, Sarah, on, okay, on that note, though, because it's, it's, it's a really good comment. The the other thing, and you can, I guess we can call this a, I don't know if we call it a trend as much as it's just, this is the the environment that we're in right now. The environment we're in is, you know, it's early 2023. We are basically staring at very likely a recession that's going to be hitting the economy. 
that means a whole ton of things to companies and how they're allocating their own resources and budgeting and thinking about spend. And that has basically the world of SaaS software and enterprise um, you know, software licenses basically being forecasted at um, being depressed for the next couple of years, right? This is why you're seeing tech layoffs and why you're seeing um, sales teams get shrunk at Salesforce and all these companies, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing though that, again, I, I always get comfort in in what we're doing is that kind of your last comment, the idea that you have an existing workforce and set of managers that in 2023 still don't have the basic tools to actually make their job yes. easy. That is such a critical role in every company. Yes, and so is it a shiny new technology thing that's making that possible? No, but no one's done it well. And so if, you, if no mm-hmm. one's done it well, like let's not go try to basically, um, you know, apply crazy net new stuff because we think that's our only angle and our only edge. There are plenty of examples of companies that have said, you know what, what if we just made a better way to go do, you know, chat inside of companies at an enterprise scale? And you basically get the version of Slack, right? And they came out of, um, you know, they kind of backed into it a little bit from what they were doing earlier and kind of pivoted something, but still like, I'm sure they had early investors and early people telling them, you're going to do what? You're going to read a, a, a chat platform? Like it's 20, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, whatever sure. it was. Um, and so like, don't, I, this is the part where it's like, at some point, the, the reason why this whole thing is, you know, asymmetric and, and kind of not um, efficient is because as soon as we get the traction that we're looking for, that's the part where everyone basically comes running, right? And so until you get there, it's like, we're always in this game of chicken and egg. Um, but all that matters right now is that can we go create a product that is a must-have product yes. for our customers. That's like all that mm-hmm. matters. And mm-hmm. if if we can do that, and it doesn't matter what the trend is you're playing to. It doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter what technology stack you're using. That is that is literally nobody cares. <laughs> Other than investors yeah. that want to mm-hmm. make sure that it's going to increase the likelihood that it might be something that gets big. But if you create something that is so critical to core infrastructure of just how your managers run their teams and be effective and productive, that doesn't go away in a recession. You need to do more with less. You need to basically invest in things that get your existing workforce more productive, and that's it. So that totally. trend keeps and stays. Um, and again, that's that's where if anybody asks, like, what what trend are you playing to? I'd say, well, look, this is this is not about spending new money on new shiny things. Like, <laughs> this is just yeah. making what you have work because it doesn't work right now. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I mean, couldn't agree more. I, from to, to me, this is about like at its most fundamental level, our company is focused on solving a problem and everything comes after that. And I mean, like I said, you and I have kind of worked in a lot of different spaces and like, will technologies come and go and will money be spent on them? Of course. Yes. And like, that's not going to change. And some of those might be impactful. And I will say a vast majority of them won't be. And yet still money will be spent on them. And it kind of doesn't matter to us. Like if, if something comes along that, makes sense to the problem that we're trying to solve and make something real for the people that are that are using our product uh, of course <laughs> that's in play but you're right that's that's a bit of like that's an engineering decision like that's a <laughs> you know like i mm-hmm. the i i'm thinking about all the all the people i'm interacting with pretty regularly now that are users like they don't care like it doesn't matter to them they they, they care about what the product can do and they care about how the product solves their problem and mm-hmm. 
how we choose to do that and what Lego blocks we bring to bear, like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like the, the, we, we used to joke in kind of some of the Web3 days that like, yeah, I don't care what database you're using. I care about what it means to me, the user, and what I can do with this, this product. And I don't mean to like undercut, like there's reality in like new technologies make new things available. But we start with the things. We start with what problems are we solving? And we start with what do we want this, this product to be able to do and then back into how to do it. Um, flowing it the other way is... Like I said, there's plenty of money that'll get thrown at going the other way on that problem. Uh, most of it's not going to do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, cool. Let's keep going. Uh, what's a? I feel like I wanted to have a. Uh, I, 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 Mike. At least I know you and I have spent a ton of time in the space there. I think you have too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on like. Do you have any favorites over the last 10 years, Mike? Because you and I have seen stuff come and go. <laughs> you and I have worked on stuff that has come and gone. When, when you look back at your illustrious career, any any favorites <laughs> that you like to kind of bring up at the happy hours and say, oh, did, you're not going to believe this. I worked on this once. Anything? Oh, yeah. There's. Uh, I, I have one. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're going to say. So I'm going to. Yes, I know it. you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to not say it. And I'll let you go. If you, if you don't say, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but. I mean, it's such an easy, I mean, we, I don't know if you know if I'd say we worked on this as much as we looked at it, but <laughs> I mean, the NFT one is so obvious. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. I mean, the thing about that one that's crazy to me is that there's still big brands that are playing that one out. I mean, uh, yeah, like, like I say, money will keep getting thrown at those things. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. shortage of people that say, I want to put money into NFT, whether or not it means a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's one that came to mind immediately just because it's more recent. Um, the, uh, well, you, you go, because if you don't, if you don't you, yeah. Yeah, go. it's got to be the same, right? So we have you, I, it's, it has never been the like centerpiece of the products or the services that I've worked on, but it's always been very adjacent is kind of the entire space of AR VR. And it's been fascinating to kind of watch that evolve over the last, I mean, decade plus from like, uh, I can almost like draw the map of like, okay, early days, everyone was just going nuts about like, basically being able to have heads up for for anything and so it's like anybody like in any scenario uh their life's going to be enhanced and their work is going to be enhanced if they can in probably in like even some of the clunkiest form factors imaginable see something heads up and then it like progresses into okay now we're going to start like investing heavy into immersive experiences and so now everything is like well what if that was in a vr room uh or what if we're doing telepresence in kind of a heavy vr way um and then we kind of, there was a whole kind of AR space. Now we're in metaverse world. But anyway, all of this gets back to like, if I dial that all the way back to the beginning was Google Glass. We did a, uh, I was involved oh. in a project that was Google Glass for farmers, which was completely, I mean, that's such a great example of like, of decision-making not on problem, but on, um, and to be clear, this was, I, <laughs> I don't want to emphasize like any sort of like, man, I was really excited about this idea um, as much as I was slightly involved in it. But um, yeah, uh, that's such a great example of like uh, flashy technology uh, Mm -hmm. and like just concept, which is like, hey, what if I could just see what basically, again, the clunkiest of clunky heads up display um, for like, and apply it to everything. Like Mm -hmm. how good, it's not, it's not what does this person need? It's how can I make this thing something that this person wears to do like, to do yeah. something so that had to be it mike is that not it, it have google, I... google glass was exactly what i was gonna say yes. that was spot on 
<laughs> yeah. And, uh, That's a good one. Yeah. And I, I remember making like the marketing uh, docs that we were using as like the little one pagers that we were selling, yeah. out of, like the concept docs. And it was like, yeah. hey, what if you could use Google Glass to go, you know, overlay your crop rows with, you know, number of seeds planted by, yes. you know, <laughs> it was like, wow, it's such a great example. It's such an awesome example of like the people that are psyched about it are like the like, you know, senior director of innovation at XYZ or like the person with, you know, funding it. But the people that are using it are like, why the hell would I do this? Like, (laughs) what is happening? Can I get back to work? Uh, I have one too. For yeah. uh, for a little while, I was working um, for well, actually, a couple of different companies uh, in the blockchain space, and they were really consulting agencies. And I'm, I'm I was a designer and WordPress developer, and um, so I was. They were helping companies with their ICO for their initial coin mm-hmm. offering. So there was, I mean, I just saw the. <laughs> back to having like no it's just so disconnected like there was things that were like there was like one project that was a special coin for like ride sharing and it's just like at, it yes. was like an overlay on top of what would be uber but it's like totally separate there was one for um something for your pets which had sure. <laughs> obviously had like nothing to do with uh like their health but you could like store their health i don't know why you'd Ooh. want it decentralized sure. i'm yeah <laughs> it would just yeah it didn't matter the industry and it didn't matter if like i didn't understand i mean i understand blockchain but i did not understand what these projects were but that plenty of funds coming in to make yeah. these extreme marketing campaigns for their icos which this is the thing went yeah. nowhere <laughs> This this is the disconnect, right? This is the mm-hmm. um, and this is this is again, rightfully so to some extent. Like that that's the nexus where a company like ours sits, which is mm-hmm. there's there, whatever the next thing is, there will be a shotgun blast of investment, um, mm-hmm. uh, in that direction, and that it that so much of that will, like, that people will make money in that space, and yet mm-hmm. viable products will not be made like both of those things are true at the same time and also there will be exceptional things that happen that's also true um but mm-hmm. the 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 marrying up of i and i think i i take a bunch of pride in that like i think in the last year we've been very good about our decision making here which is ultimately what problem are we solving and how are we solving that in the best way possible and then tapping into the of course realities of and how do we make sure that that's an easy thing for people to say yes we believe in what we're doing and, and we'll we'll pay you to do it so <laughs> that's that's the complex balance that we'll always be walking but um yeah i like i said i take some pride in how how we've done so far good job can, can, I, can i forecast can you give a forecast Oh yeah, yeah. When we do this, when we do like this, this. and we say yeah. next year, what was the dumbest trend from 2020? Oh, I'm all for public <laughs> record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I think I've mentioned this to you guys already, but I am so convinced and excited to see where the metaverse does not go, um, <laughs> because. I mean, it's such, it is such a great thing to oh. observe because 
my my immediate reaction when I hear anything about metaverse or what it is or it isn't or you know <laughs> Facebook's trying to go figure out what that whole thing is and they're you know blowing a ton of money on it. Um, all I keep thinking in myself is like that will be Facebook's second chance to ruin the world, where like yeah. they have they have yep. by design created a way to make it incredibly easy to disassociate yourself from reality and we think that that's going to make things better it's not it's it's going to make it a lot worse and so like that's where it's like if you think content moderation on twitter is hard sure what on earth is going to happen when we're now behind digital avatars and we're in a 3d immersive environment that we don't really even understand um so i I, I'm oh. I'm so bearish right now on where that goes, almost in like a too bearish mode. But sure. um, I think that it's basically leading us down like a really bad path as society. <laughs> so like that's my, that's my <laughs> bigger so, issue, and and it's not it's think, more honestly like for my kids. Like that's my concern. Yeah. Like, I don't want them in there. So I don't know, maybe that's saying this ad saying like no, you stop yeah, yeah, yeah. playing video games. Um, but yeah, you're saying this as an old man and as a parent, yeah. uh, yeah. and it's, it went this time next year when this podcast is like in the metaverse, that's going to be, it's going to oh be hard. To, uh, we'll come back to this. Uh, I will say that's, this is, this is where oddly like you and I take a, I, I don't know, I don't know if we're aligned or if it's an odd, like kind of switching of how we normally land on these sorts of things, which is, look, I don't disagree. Metaverse. Uh, everything you just said, true. Um, and I'll, I'll throw Web3 into this too. And, and like an interesting dynamic, and we should wrap it up here, but just a, it, it, an interesting thing about all of these technologies that there's a bit of a like, for, on both of those, and I won't kind of unpack all this, like the fundamentals, the plumbing, I'm a believer that there are interesting things happening there. There's interesting things happening on the idea of like decentralized self-sovereign identity and like that whole world. There's interesting things happening on the idea of, of like geodata being a fundamental uh, kind of attached to all information on the internet. And so what does that mean that you can do? I'm on board with all those, but those are such like deep in the weeds plumbing things that like need years of like incubation and like open source communities or whatever, blah, 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 before they become something. And there's such an interesting like, you kind of have to put up with a wave of bullshit to just pull things along and get investment money into a space for years until someone actually does something valuable. And uh, I, I completely agree with you, Mike, that like the, what basically everyone means right now when they say metaverse, I have no interest in or faith in. Um, and in an odd way, do I also think that that space drags along something that gets to be valuable eventually maybe i and is that maybe how things work maybe <laughs> but uh but now's not the time for any of that i i have no interest in being in either of those spaces right now especially as a small company my, my closing thought yeah. on that one is i have no idea what the number is but whatever it is we would all be embarrassed to know what it is which is <laughs> all you have to do is say how much money will be wasted trying to figure out what exactly. those things are you just mentioned, right? And yeah. my already has, right? And yeah. exactly. it's not that, this is the part where, again, it's it's not an efficient market, it, by, yes. like any totally level, right? Which is, you could say, okay, well, if, if there was, I don't know, $10 billion that was burned by one company, I, I yep. wouldn't name that company, but you I mean, already did. Um, <laughs> they, what could that $10 billion have been yeah. better spent on than trying to go yeah. create an alter, alternate reality for where we yep. think? we're going to go. So anyways, I, yeah, it's, uh, 
Okay. That's why we're here. We got to make sure we're building real stuff and not wasting uh, investors' money. So if you're an investor, we take care of your money. Um, we're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> you're listening. Take it, uh, take it anyway. Anything over this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We did it. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. I look forward cool. to this clip playing in the Metaverse podcast uh, <laughs> for Prelis work one year from now. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So then. Uh, nice work, everybody. Okay. Later. I'll see you guys a happy hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. See you soon. Later. Bye.